3: Dan Olson, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Good friend of the program, good dude overall. Interim Athletic Director at Utah State, Jerry Bovey will join us coming up here in just a couple minutes from right now. Down in Vegas, as the Mountain West Conference Tournament is about to begin, we'll chat with Jerry, get his thoughts on Utah State. By the way, a couple news notes. Uh, Stephen Ashworth, named to the All-Mountain West Conference first team in Mountain West Conference Awards, Dan Akin, uh, was named the sixth man of the year for Utah State for the Mountain West Conference. Couple
1: of good awards. Anybody yeah.
3: gets an that you felt? Um I think uh, I think I would have had probably Shulga on one of the second or third teams, maybe Taylor Funk, but um man eh, it is what it is. A lot of talent in the Mountain West Conference this year. Everybody a lot of co- guys using their covid years coming back for another year. How many bids are you going to get? Um I think I think three. That's my guess. Would love to see four. But we'll see how it plays out. And it all begins on Thursday for Utah State as they will open up Mountain West Conference play against the winner of the Wyoming-New Mexico game. And here to help break it down, Jerry Bovey, Interim Athletic Director at Utah State. Jerry, how are you? Hey, Jerry.
2: I'm great. It's good
3: to talk to you both. Oh, you don't mean that. But we appreciate it. I do with you two.
2: I'm happy. The sun's out in Vegas today. We have conference meetings going on. So we have to be quick because I don't know if we'll get voted out while I'm out of the room. Oh, well,
3: it. You, in this day and age, you never know what's going to happen if you if you close your if you blink for a moment. It's fast and loose. That, out is, there. Correct. What are, that is correct. What correct? What goes what are those meetings? What are some of the issues and, and things? Obviously, you can, I know you can't get into details on too much, but in a general sense, what what what's the main topic of conversation right now?
2: We've talked a lot about conference alignment. That's a hot topic. There's, as you know, everyone's waiting on the TV deal with the Pac-12 to see how that will reverberate throughout the membership. So that's, that's what we talk about. And then we've broken out now. We've been with the presidents this morning and we talk about everything from what you're doing to keep your trainers in place to what are you feeding student athletes to, you know, um, a myriad of other issues like that on a daily basis that we tangle with.
1: Jerry I'm interested in you know the interim labels still hanging there what what's the search like and how are things going as you're kind of in this in limbo moment as Hartwell leaves and, and you take that how's the search how's the potential how, how are you feeling about things?
2: Uh, Hands, I'm I, I grew up in Ogden I, I'm not smart enough to spend too much time on control so we're focused on the things that we can't control and, the presidential search is going. I mean, everything with regard to the athletics director position will, will be in a holding pattern until uh, we get a president, which I, I still believe the committee is on board to get that done in the spring with a, a potential start date being around the start of our budget year, which is July 1. So, and then we'll see where it goes from there. I, I just, I get hit about this every game night from 10 to 12 different fans saying what's going on. And I tell them, I'm not that worried about it. Don't you be, I can't control it. So we're just going, I'm certainly not um, sitting in this position as some do in an interim role where they're just kind of keeping the lights on and holding things in place until a new leader's there. Uh, You know, I expect to be that person. And if not, I'll go back into the deputy role and help Utah state. I'm committed to this place. I, I, I'm an alum, and I love it, and I want to see it thrive. So I don't spend a lot of time on that. It, it's a reality of where we're at right now. And and so on a daily basis, we're just acting as though there is no interim title, and I'm working.
3: Appreciate that perspective, Jerry. Thanks. Jerry, yeah. Bo- Jerry Bovey joining us right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, so this basketball season has just been a tremendous ride for Ryan Odom's crew. And by the way, congratulations to Stephen Ashworth. Uh, named to the first team, and Dan Akin, uh, named sixth man of the year. But there was a little bit of adversity, and this team has all of a sudden reeled off five in a row. They're back into the uh, bubble conversation. Just what has this ride been like for you and this university and this basketball team uh, in putting together a really tremendous season?
2: It's been great. I mean, my wife has to continually try to settle me down on game nights. I feel a little bit like Billy Bean sometimes where I'm walking around I go into my office, I uh, I have a hard time sitting still. I'm the AD with ADD, <laughs> which I'm finding that a lot of my peers in this industry have that gift and ability to spin a bunch of plates at one time. But it's been fun. Um, you know, I think we went through a, s- a stretch there where we had to figure out how to buy without Ryan Jones at the point. And, and cr- credit to to Stephen Ashworth to be able to kind of go back and forth between point guard, shooting guard. He's just made it work. He's a resilient kid, and I should say man. Um, he's a great man, and uh, it's been a pleasure to watch him come together. Coach Oden keeps him, you know, calmed down. He's a calming influence It doesn't get too high with the highs or too low with the lows, and I appreciate that quality he has, but it's been, it's been a lot of fun.
1: I think back to my athletic directors and the, the role they played, and I had some great relationships with Um, our athletic directors, whether it was Val Hell or Rondo Felberg, some great, great men. And I always wondered how invested they were in wins or if they took certain wins a certain way. I got to imagine in the spectrum an opportunity to to, uh, uh, get a little revenge against Boise State and the way they beat Boise State. That had to rank pretty high for you as an athletic director.
2: It did. I mean, we're all competitive hands. And and so we, you know, it's a different role. You play as an athletics director, but you're still invested in it. You're invested in the kids. Um, I'm one, you know, in my 10 years at Weber State, I, I dove into the student athlete experience because I'm still the Pollyanna that believes that's what this is all about, as well as, you know, all the other stakeholders that have a piece or a part to play in our industry, but it starts and ends for me with the student athlete experience. If you don't have that and you're not invested in what their experience is, then your culture really doesn't get off the ground. Um, So yeah, we're we're involved in it emotionally and, and whatever else, but we also have to kind of maintain uh, a, a, you know, I'm I'm flying at 30,000 feet and coaches kind of fly at 10,000 feet, clipping the treetops along the way. And so you got to kind of keep your emotions in check. I don't subscribe to this notion of keeping your arms folded and never cheering. I mean, I, I, I'm a Utah State guy, so I'm going to cheer for our teams, but you don't yell at officials and get involved, you know, like the Fanatic fan does. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it's rewarding. And, you know, again, I, I think if you don't get too high with the highs or too low with the lows, you can navigate a career in this business and, and be successful.
3: So you hit on something that I think is really important about, you know, the experience of the player. And in this day and age, and, and when I say this, I'm not, this isn't derogatory towards any individual player, but there's a lot of, there, there are players out there that are looking at where they go to school as a business decision in terms of NIL. Who's going to pay me the most? Uh, and I've, I've had a chance to chat with Taylor Funk a lot. He started his career at St. Joe's, hit the transfer mm-hmm. portal. He had opportunities to go to Michigan. Uh, a lot of schools are willing to just hand over a lot of money to him. He goes to Utah State, and I know you guys have a collective and you guys are able to help out a little bit, but probably not to the same number that some of these other schools. And he said, look, I just wanted to go somewhere where there's a good culture, where I felt like I was playing basketball to fit my style and fit my game. How difficult is it for coaches to find those players when there's a lot of players that actually probably start a conversation with like, how much are you going to give me?
2: Yeah, I think it's very difficult. Um, But when you find the right kind of kid that that realizes where they are in life, there will be time to make money, uh, you know, in your whole career. I mean, I tell college students, enjoy your experience. Get to games. Do all the things that you can do as a college student because there will be a time when your life will be different. And I think that holds true in in the game of being a student athlete. Yes, there is more money to be made. And for those student athletes that that's their goal – then they have an opportunity to go and and do that. We're in a situation where we don't have those kind of resources, and frankly, our fan base isn't interested in funding um, to the degree that they might be at, at certain Power Five schools. They're not. They're not in a position where they feel like they want to fund that. That's not the 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 way that collegiate athletics is supposed to go. Um, I have no issues with NIL with name, image, and likeness. I, I feel like we missed the boat and the NCAA um, for years not allowing student athletes to monetize their name, image, and likeness. But there's a difference in my mind between the NIL space and then just the pay for play. And we, we can say that's not what it is, but that's what it is. And I don't think that's sustainable. And so we're taking a little different approach at Utah State. And We hope that when all this is done that we've got our ladder uh, leaning against the, the right place. I think there's a bubble that will burst, just like it did in the housing market in 2007, and, and we'll see where that all plays out. And, and we'll settle in on a place, I think, in the industry where it's more palatable. But right now, it, it is the Wild Wild West, and we're just trying to navigate that. But, when, but you, you can find those kids out there that do want to have an experience. They want to they play their sport and have an opportunity uh, to get their education and prepare for their future. And, and by and large, these are kids that may not be professional in their sport. But they're going to be professional in something, and we have a responsibility in the industry to provide those opportunities for them. So I, I tend to be more old school in that approach. And, and you know, maybe in the end I'll be seen as a Pollyanna that didn't get it. But I, I feel like we're in the right place with what we're trying to do at Utah State.
1: Well, Jerry, we've got spring ball coming up here pretty quickly, just a couple weeks away. And Utah State's gone through some coordinating transitions, and I'm excited to see how that plays out. Aggies in spring ball. Aggies coming into the 2023 season. Give us just a brief look at how your expectations of this group that's going to be taking the field here in a couple weeks.
2: Yeah, I, I think we're going to see a bit more excitement on offense. Uh, Coach Anderson is planning to, to take more of a role on the offensive side, and that's where he spent the majority of his time in his career. So I'm excited to see how that'll all come together. Uh, defensively, I think we're in a, a really good place with who we've brought in and and where he's put the pieces in place. So I think you're going to see a style of play that maybe goes back to that championship year that we, that we experienced in the L.A. Bowl in the Mount West Conference two years ago. And I expect to see a very uh, high octane offense that's going to, you know, that's what fans want to see when they come to watch football games is an offense that can air it out and, and also grind it out when you need to on the ground. But I've, I think we're going to see more of that uh, that we saw two years ago uh, just after COVID when we were able to win the championship and go to the L.A. Bowl.
3: Jerry Bovey, Interim Athletic Director at Utah State right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Um, how do you, again, kind of go back to the first part where you talked about alignment and the Pac-12 and all that stuff. How do you stay focused through all this? Because... We've talked to a lot of people that are really knee-deep in these conversations and they don't even know what's going on. There's so many winds of change out there. How How is it to try to stay grounded and realize you know, that you can only focus on the things that you can control and not get caught up in all the noise out there?
2: Well, I think part of it, Scotty, is, is coming from the aspect of are you aligned with those institutions that view the world a little bit more like you do, realizing that I mean, when it's all said and done, we all have to do what's best for our school, for our fan base, our contingency, our stakeholders. For us in the Mountain West Conference, it's about branding, too. I mean, right now in basketball, our, our league is rated um, above the Pac-12 and the ACC as far as strength of the conference. So it's about not, not leaving who you really are and investing in that. I've always maintained that you're only as strong as your weakest team and we're seeing that in the Mountain West this year. As as the level of play in men's basketball has gone up, our, our weakest team is getting better, and so your opportunities to get multiple teams into the conference or into the NCAA tournament grows. Um, so a lot of that is making sure that, you know, when the music stops, you've got a seat at the at the party, and you're aligning yourself with those that see the world a little bit like you do and, and that you can come together on. I, I, there's so much riding right now on a tv deal in the pac-12 and you could see if that if that doesn't come in because it is about paying those bills uh if that doesn't come in where they feel it like it should you could see some schools even in our state jump into other leagues where the consistency is there and right now there could be a void in the west so i think we're all you know we've got san diego state in the room um and, and they're being talked about as a potential Pac-12 uh, institution, you, you just kind of hope that when the music stops, that's the right play for you. I, I feel strongly about the Mountain West Conference and what it does for us. It's regional play. That's what it was intended to be when the NCAA first instituted uh, back in the first part of the century, and, and I still believe in that. You know, um, A couple of years ago, Boise State had an opportunity to go to the Big East, And that just wasn't going to be manageable. It might be in football uh, because you charter everywhere, but what about all your other sports that are traveling five hours on a plane to get to league games? It's just not sustainable in the long run. So I think we're in a good place in the Mountain West to see what we can be. Um, But there's going to be movement in the near future, and it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out.
1: In in your experience, Jerry, with athletic directors and presidents of universities that sit in a conference conference, how much on the same page are they? How how closely connected are they? Do you typically know the thought processes and the angles and the agendas of the other schools that sit in a conference?
2: Yeah, to some degree, Hans. I mean, everyone holds their cards a little close to the vest uh, because you have to do that to make sure that you're being true to your institution. But we're in a meeting today where we're getting into the weeds on some of the challenges that we're all facing. And, and really, unless we have the trust to to talk about those things and how we can improve, um, you know, it all falls apart. So there are moments in a year where you get together and, and you you know, you, you bring down all the formalities that you usually have to deal with with the media or with your donor base, and you just get into the weeds on how are we going to keep this thing going? Because at the end of it all, uh, there's money that has to be paid To play our games and the money comes from your tickets your revenue sources that that have always been there that have to be extended out and we're all in the same boat even at the power five level their budgets may be bigger because of the tv money that's coming in but we typically like most families in america spend what we get and so how do you uh show the leadership with your coaches and your staff to make sure that you're putting those resources into the areas that bring a return on the investment and in the end um, help you to get wins and, and have a good experience for your kids. So yeah, there are times in a year when you can sit in room with your peers and, and be honest. For the most part, we're all, We're all trying to protect our house, and so it is an interesting relationship of trust that you have to have with your peers. And presidents will come into the equation with a completely different mindset and and area and perspective that they're coming from. So being able to sit in the room this morning with our presidents and have honest conversations I think is really healthy.
3: So this year, and you mentioned the strength of the Mountain West Conference in basketball this year, Uh, obviously you, San Diego State, Boise State, uh, Nevada, uh, UNLV. Um, I mean, there's been so many great storylines. San Jose State coming from out of nowhere to uh, finish with a bye in the first round. And they've got the coach of the year and the player of the year. And it's really been remarkable to see what they've done. So is this, um, how do you, how does a conference do, you continue to build on this and make this a perennial three, four, five bid league every year. I know that might be a bit much to ask for, but I mean, frankly, with the talent level that's in this conference and watching it night in and night out, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility.
2: Yeah. And you didn't even mention, I don't think New Mexico. Uh, so, So the strength of our conference has grown on any given night, anything can happen. You know, Nevada was making a run earlier in the year and they've lost a few down the stretch to, you know, to teams like Wyoming, that was picked to win our league, and are currently in in last place due to some injuries and, and different things. So, r- really, uh, we, we've talked today about how our revenue sh- streams in the, from the conference level are shared. Uh, we have an academic um, a dollar figure that comes now through APR. Do you share that? Do you uh, do you allow those that earn it to get it? And it seems to be that at the top of the food chain, the more you can share. Um, your revenues where you can as a conference, the better. I mean, we all have to uh, continue to do our part to get better. And so then the question will come up, well, how do you hold everybody accountable to their investments? Well, you really have to do that on the front end when you allow uh, growth in your conference and who you allow in. You've got to vet that out and make sure that they're aligned with what you're trying to do. But it seems to me like those conferences that have been most successful are figuring out ways to bring their weaker teams up so that everybody, there's parity uh, as you go into your conference play or your your championship events uh, with the NCAA or in the football realm. The, the more parity there is with your conference, it seems to be the, the better overall that you're going to be. And as you look at the SEC, that's really how they're building it.
3: Well, we could talk all day, Jerry. Always all day, man. always appreciate you hanging out with us. Really fun conversation. Look forward to seeing you down in Vegas and uh hopefully we're talking about a Mountain West Conference Championship coming up on Saturday.
2: Thanks, Jerry. Yep. Thank you. It's good to talk to you both. Uh, go Aggies. There you go.
3: Jerry Bovy, Interim Athletic Director at Utah State, right here on 975 EKSL Sports Zone.
2: Lift
1: that interim. They're all right. waiting for a president to be put in place, but lift that interim. I,
3: you know what? I'm with you. I mean, I, I've tried to stay above this a little bit and yeah. stay out of it. But honestly, if it were me, the uh, amount of time it would take for me to offer the job to Jerry Bovi full time would be the amount of time it would take to get the contract off the printer. Yeah. Can you wear like a pin that says vote for Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> vote for like,
1: Jerry. I'd like one.
3: He's such a good dude. Sharp, sharp well, son of a gun.
1: And everywhere he goes, he, he's been successful.
3: Yeah. So I, like, know, I, want,
1: I, I understand you're trying to wait for a president, and I guess the president might have their agenda when yeah. they come in. They might have their guy, which would be terrible because he's an alumni from the area, knows the area, has been in this area as an athletic director for a lot of years, and and look at the success of this basketball
3: squad. Is yep. John Hartwell
1: takes off and Jerry takes
3: over the interim? It's look at the success Weaver State has had when he took over that program. It was not in a good spot uh, financially and, and, and in some other ways. And yeah, you hired Jay Hill. Jay was the special teams coordinator at the University of Utah. And now look at him. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer, honestly. All right. Hans and Scotty. Mark's hanging out with us from Wasatch Medical. 801-901-8000. That is the number to call, Mark, because uh, let's be honest, this it doesn't get any better on its own. You need to address the issue if you're struggling with ED, and it's a painless alternative.
4: Absolutely. And, and the biggest issue, guys are embarrassed by this. They don't want to talk about it, and you're exactly right. It does not get better on its own. Guys, you have to realize this is a physical problem. It's a lack of blood flow in most cases of ED, wasatch medical clinic we have a breakthrough treatment it is called acoustic wave therapy the great thing about this guys is that the acoustic waves will actually help to repair the blood vessels that gives you an increase in blood flow where and when you need it the most and once you get that blood flowing naturally you get that natural spontaneity back in your relationship as well no pain no downtime no side effects with this procedure either And it all starts with a lot of free. And I love when you come in, you talk about
3: the free that's available for these people.
4: Yes, absolutely. Guys, call Wasatch Medical Clinic today. You will qualify for the exam, the assessment, even that blood flow ultrasound at no cost. In addition to that, you'll receive a gift which can provide rapid results for those intimate moments. Call today, though, guys, to take advantage of this offer. The number is 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. That's the number, 801-901-8000, right here on The Zone.
2: DJ and PK. Tim Lacone joins us now. They're going to win a few and lose a few. And to me, it depends on the length and severity of Clarkson's injury, his ability to go get a bucket at will when he needs to, and create havoc on the defense. That's havoc. You know, the Jazz are missing that right now. For havoc. havoc. You, know, why, you know He created havoc You know with Kukok. We're talking to Rick Majerus, of course. And I did speak to a high school team. The head coach asked if anybody in the room knew who Rick Majerus was, and there were no hands. Really? <laughs> so that's helpful are removed we've gone from that guys i totally believe uh, I mean, that I, I had to I... bury most of my good stuff because nobody knew who he was. <laughs> it was really enough. humbling and i almost slinked out of the room because again it takes a good amount of my stuff <laughs>
0: Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row, on 97.5, the KSL Sport Zone.
5: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me.
2: And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today.
5: I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on KSLPodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: The wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotting, presented by U First Credit Union on 97.5, the KSL Sports Show.
3: hands and scotty 97.5 the ksl sports zone some of you out there might be a little grumpy because you didn't win jazz tickets last hour or maybe the hour before that well guess what it's another chance for you to win jazz tickets Right now, eight zero one five seven five zone. It's eight zero one five seven five zone. You'll win a pair of tickets. See the Jazz take on the Sacramento Kings on March twentieth at Vivint Arena. It's a team forty nine Tuesday. We do it every Tuesday right here on the zone. All right, time for sports roulette. We take some of the big storylines we've not had a chance to get to. We put it on a roulette wheel. We spin it, and then uh, Lloyd sometimes. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What What do I do? I I, I was going to say sometimes you rig the wheel, but I need to make sure that there's nothing but integrity with the roulette wheel. I hope so. You wouldn't do that, would you, Lloyd? No, never. Uh, All right. I hope so. So Why don't we go ahead and Unless you're talking about Derek Carr, then I might rig it. There you go. Well, spin that wheel. Did the SEC do the right thing?
1: So... For the SEC Men's Basketball Postseason Uh, Awards, the 14 head coaches in the SEC vote on these awards. Yeah. They just voted Brandon Miller as Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year, 19.6 points per game. He led the SEC, kind of all everything SEC, projected potential top 10 pick in the NBA draft they have given him those honors coming off of what was a really horrific situation in a murder case where he was connected to the murder case yeah essentially bringing a gun to his former teammate Darius Miles which was then given to Michael Davis where the trigger was pulled so Darius Miles got the gun from Brandon Miller Darius Miles Gave the gun to Michael Davis, who pulled the trigger and actually killed Jamea Harris. That's how the investigation's kind of gone. But that gun showed up on the scene in Brandon Miller's car, and they can't find enough to charge him with any crime. And so we are in a catch 22. We are in a between a rock and a hard spot. We're there's no way to win in
3: this. And I don't know if it's the right thing to do or not. Uh, well, okay, so you're voting. You're one of the coaches. You're voting for the awards. And again, I know I understand it. It doesn't feel good, but has he been, have charges been filed? No. Then we always talk about let the process play out, right? If the police have decided not to press charges or, you know, bring any charges against him, I'm, I'm going to say he can play and I can vote for him. I know it feels dirty. It feels gross. I get it. But if the police themselves have decided not to press charges, then I'm going to treat him like he's just any other athlete in the SEC. Oh, man, I hate saying that out loud.
1: This young woman's dead. Her five-year-old son is now being raised by her parents. The, the parents are... This guy's gonna be a, okay the this guy's are gonna, beside themselves this
3: guy's gonna be a top five
1: draft pick too <clears throat> top 10 at least that's that's what I thought in the top 10 i I think he probably I think this hurts him just like the cases hurting that Georgia defensive lineman. I think both these guys
3: stand to lose a lot okay jazz draft him Do you have our hard time cheering for him in a Jazz uniform next year? Not you, per se. We don't, you know, we're not rah-rah guys. But as a Jazz fan out there listening to the show right now, if Brandon Miller plays for the Utah Jazz next year, do you put all that aside and you cheer like crazy when he hits a big shot at Vivint Arena?
1: They did not have the evidence to charge him. No. Darius Miles texted him and said, I need my, and I can't remember the word he used, he didn't use gun, but he, he used a word that indicated, I need my peace. According to the documents, some of the disclosures, Brandon Miller was already on his way to pick up Darius Miles. It's not that he took an a exit to bring the gun to Darius in that moment. He was yeah. headed to pick up Darius Again, the investigation could not come up with charges. So it's so tough. Oh, man, it's so tough because he is friends with now what will be a convicted murderer in Michael Davis and an accomplice in Darius Miles. Those are his his friends. Guys he's hanging out with. Yeah, A guy that shot and killed a 23-year-old
3: mother of a 5-year-old. I just, I don't, I mean, I don't know how you do it. I I don't, but I also understand if you're going letter of the law, he hasn't been charged. Well, and then you've got the weird pat down that happened. Do you remember the pat down? Oh, yeah. That was, that was disgusting. It was a a pregame. Pregame. This is after all this stuff had gone down. uh, He was not suspended by the school because charges have not been filed. So he goes out for a pregame introductions and one of his teammates pats him down now they he has come back and said well that was just you know what we've always done because we call it like a pat down like a tsa pat down getting ready for flight like i was about ready to take off it wasn't getting patted down for a gun per se (sighs) but that also shows a level of immaturity not even if you didn't think about that That's a knock against you for not being able to think about that. It goes from immaturity, goes more towards stupidity. Yes. And I don't know if I want to have a guy on my team that's just a moron like that that can't read the room and realize you may have just gotten off the hook for a real horrific issue and a real horrific crime, and you're going to act like that out on the court and not putting two and two together? I don't know exactly how fandom works,
1: but I think— Think when you're a true fan of a team, you only care about winning. Yep. Take me to a championship. Let me experience the glory and the bliss of my team winning a championship. I think most fans would say, "Bring it on." Should I pull put a poll question out on that, Oof. or is that insensitive? I I,
0: we
4: we by the way we I, you talk about this. We agreed that none of us would. I mean would want the quarterback, the Browns quarterback? Deshaun? No. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Nobody, we, we couldn't do that.
3: I'd say... Didn't even not even meant a championship. I'd say hold off on that poll question for a bit. Yeah. Not ready for that.
1: Yeah, I me mean, neither. I don't, personally, I don't think I would want him on a team I cheered for. But I'm not the traditional fan. Yeah. I would never – I'm even trying to put it into terms of of how I could think of fandom as it stands with people. Yeah. I think most fans, though, Scotty probably would be okay with it as long as he's up and you win.
3: Yep. I mean, just look on Twitter. When something happens to a a member of a team, that fan base will immediately circle the wagons and say, hey, hey, no charges or blah, blah, blah. Like, you look at any of the incidents that have gone on. Like I, I Look mean, at how Alabama fans have surrounded it. Yeah, yeah. Like, for I'll, I'll use, you know, on Twitter, I'm calling that Colorado State-Utah State game. And late in the game, big free throws, Max Schulga steps up to the free throw line. And we all hear it, the chant, rush, uh, rush to Max schulga whose family still lives in Ukraine and is dealing with all the tragedy there. Okay, I tweet out after the game. This happened. There's video evidence on the on the TV broadcast. You can hear it, plain as day. Russia, Russia, and I'm getting bombarded with Colorado State people saying you misheard that. That's still not what happened. I was there. I didn't hear it. It's uh, there's video evidence. Like you can't deny that that's happened. I heard it. The team heard it. The bench heard it. TV heard it. Everybody heard it. But yeah, Colorado State, no, that didn't happen. Fans are going to protect it. Fans will always protect. Always protect. You have to do some really heinous stuff before fans will turn on you if you're a good player.
1: I think that's your answer, Scotty. Yeah. I think even Jazz jazz fans would cheer him on if he was helping win.
3: All right. 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. You want to sneak in one more or go to break? All right, one more.
4: Another week, another free fall.
1: So we talked about the XFL losing 50% of their viewers week one to week two.
4: Uh Uh-oh.
1: So week one, they brought in about 1.3 million viewers. Week two, they brought in 655,000 viewers. Week three, they're at 570,000. Another 14% drop. there's a lot of people that are concerned about this. They watched the trends with the XFL, the year that it was canceled in the middle of the year. Now that was the COVID season and they made a business decision to cut their losses before their losses got any worse. And they ended the season five weeks in five weeks in. And the XFL said, Nope. We've seen some of the trends on the USFL And the USFL had different broadcasting partners. They aired their games on Fox. They had some on USA. They had some on the Peacock. And they averaged about 743,000 viewers. So this is dropping fast. It's considerable. It's down to 572,000 viewers. It just makes you wonder how much can you take. Before Dwayne Johnson, who I think bought it,
3: was he XFL or USFL?
1: I think he bought the XFL when it closed in five weeks.
3: Yeah. I think, uh, no, I think he's in charge of this one now. That one was the McMahon, Vince McMahon. No, yeah,
1: I think he bought it from Vince McMahon. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, yeah. right, sorry, sorry. Didn't he? He bought it yeah. after the five-week closure. Correct. Dwayne bought it, so I think he's in charge. I wonder how long he sits back and he watches the free fall on these numbers. Yeah. Week four is probably going to be down. Yep. Cause there's nothing that's drawing me to the game. We saw the fight, and you and I talked about it in The Ugly. There was a pretty bad brawl because A.J. McCarran, yes, he's a quarterback in the XFL, was taken down on a hard sack, and everybody wanted to get all tough and mean. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight. And the whole sidelines fought. And then the announcer was like, this is not the XFL. This is not what it stands for. This is not for. what
3: we stand for. Shut up. Yeah, it is.
1: Meanwhile, Dwayne Johnson, do you smell? Yeah, and he's coming in with the el- people's elbow. No, don't. Don't. Don't look at me. Don't. I don't want any
3: We thing. don't need it. I don't want any of that. Why do, you, why do you look at me? I don't play drops. I got nothing. You, know, you don't have anything over there? Nope. Wow.
4: I don't want any part I mean, of it.
1: You got to admit, though, how funny would it have been? Oh, it like, been great. Dwayne Johnson comes in and starts clotheslining well,
3: dudes. Like, yeah, like all of a sudden you got this little, you know, scrum in the middle of the field, and here comes the Rock with a folding chair oh, and just oh, and then natu- knock some. I look, I'd be down for that. I'd watch that. Stop! What the rock is I didn't even cooking?
1: look at that. You're check. such a jerk. And then natural disaster comes out of the tunnel, running. You remember earthquake and maybe a little mankind. <laughs> they come running out and they're they're jumping and tag teaming and yeah, mankind comes out hacksaw. Oh, the berserker. Oh, oh, they just all just start coming out on the field. And it's just this big, and then Goldberg spears him. Hey,
3: come on, bring a Hulk with the End black, it. Hulk with the black beard.
1: We would go from five hundred seventy-two thousand viewers to two point eight. Could you imagine the talk of? Did you see that? The all the WWE
3: legends stormed the field and started pile driving the Phoenix Rough Riders or whatever they are. I would. I'd be down for sure. You've just sold me on this sport. The Heart you Foundation. You 1000% sold me on this. The, the Heart Foundation with the British Bulldog I mean, the, the, come in? The only problem is everybody you're mentioning is like 80 years old now. That'd be like, it have to be like a new generation of wrestlers. You don't
1: think, okay, but then the, the brawl is going crazy and there's this dust cloud and
3: out walks the chic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> take, yes. Take all my money now. <laughs> take it all. And the sheet comes I'll out. Pay, I'll pay $79.99 for that pay-per-view. With some kind words.
1: Enough of this nonsense. Oh, man. Grabs the mic. Sergeant Slaughter, standing there like, not again. All you jabronis.
3: Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap this That's thing up it next. That's what needs. 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone.
0: The Zone is sending you to see the Jazz at Vivint Arena. Right
1: corner three.
0: Wow! Listen all day every Tuesday for another edition of Team 49 Tuesday. As The Zone will give away a pair of tickets to an upcoming Jazz game every hour of the day. It's Team 49 Tuesday. the pretend lays it up and in. Every Tuesday on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. One. Miss any part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hans and Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at KSLSports.com. Tom, this Tom, is Tom. Hans Olson and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
3: Hanson Scotty 97.5, seven five the KSL Sports Zone. Hope you're all having a tremendous day. Wrapping up the show,
1: I, I call that stiff competition. Um,
3: I cannot express how much I enjoy doing the show with you. Like honestly,
1: what the
3: Rock is? is this is honestly the best three hours of my day ever. <laughs> so.
1: You really are going to go beat this. I was talking about the Mountain West Conference tournament, by the way. Yeah. So you're really going to go beat this thing? And I'm trying there to Vegas. I'm
3: trying to get ahead of the storm. Yes, that's my guy. Get out in front of this. Yep. Hey, are you a business owner? You have better things to do than to job hunt or scramble to find your next great hire. Let Spherion Staffing and Recruiting do it for you. Visit them online at spherion.com. S-P-H-E-R-I-O-N. Dot com. All right. Mark's hanging out with us from Wasatch Medical as we wrap up another edition of the show. And, Mark, I think it's really important because, you know, we're talking about relationships here. And I know that's probably difficult for some guys to address a topic like ED, but uh, it's affecting a lot of aspects of their life. And now it's time to get it taken care of.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Guys don't like talking about this. They're embarrassed by ED, excuse me, what guys really need to realize is this is a physical issue. It is not their fault. It's due to a lack of blood flow, and this will not get better on its own, guys. So you want to do something about it. If you've been taking the pills, you know of the struggles with the timing with the pills, the potential side effects. At Wasatch Medical Clinic, we have a breakthrough treatment. It is called acoustic wave therapy. You don't have to worry about the timing issues. You don't have to worry about the side effects. Uh, Our acoustic wave therapy is actually non-invasive. We have a small device, which is placed on top of the skin. That will deliver gentle pressure waves to the blood vessels below. It helps to repair those damaged blood vessels, and that allows the blood to flow where and when you need it the most. And this also allows that spontaneity to return to your relationship as well. And important to know, guys, no pain with this at all. So there's two things. You just hit on one that our listeners are very
3: value. Number one is no pain. And number two, we, we have some frugal listeners. Yes. And uh, before they, you know, start exploring this further, they want to know that there's some free involved and you provide that too.
4: Yeah. And guys, uh, you can come into Wasatch Medical Clinic, set up the appointment today. Do Make your mind up. You want to do something about this. You, you set up the appointment. You'll get the exam, the assessment, the blood flow ultrasound with our doctor at no cost. He will let you know whether you're a good candidate or not, and then you decide whether you want to move forward with treatment. So there's there's no obligation here. Uh, the only obligation you should have is to yourself and your relationship. But you get all of that, the exam, assessment, blood flow, ultrasound. In addition to that, you'll receive a gift, which can produce rapid results for those intimate moments. Call today, guys, though. Don't put this off any longer. The number 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. You're the best. Thanks for coming in and hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Thanks very much. Appreciate
3: it. 801-901-8000 right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports
2: Zone.
5: A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of
2: lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought,
5: I'm going to die today